Welcome to the Salt Twin Cities podcast, a podcast that is seeking to equip college students to grow in their walk with Jesus 10 minutes at a time. What's up, Salt Twin Cities podcast listeners? Welcome back to this week, uh, episode 13 Wow, of the show. I know, kind of... That's exciting. Kind of fun. Yeah. In the teens. In the teens. Started, kind of was an idea over the summer. Like, hey, we might, this might be helpful. And it just happened, which was just kind of cool. Everyone talks about starting a podcast, but like we did it you know right now the key is to stick to it stick to everybody it everybody starts it but then do they continue going do That's they continue the but but here's the thing we haven't missed a week and we got a plan true. we got a plan for uh i'm excited for winter break we got fun things coming you guys colin is running this thing so if you see a call just tell him thank you no, if no. you like the podcast tell colin thank you because he seriously does like all the work no 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 no, no. <laughs> That's it. It's a it's a joy and it's fun to have people on but we're excited for christmas break because we're gonna uh, we're going to be doing a, a reading, like going through and, and reading three books of yeah. the New Testament together. And we're going to release a podcast, I think, twice a week. So um, fun. To just like follow along the reading, help hold you accountable mm-hmm. and color in like what we're learning alongside you guys as you guys are, are reading through uh, Galatians, Philippians and Colossians. Yeah. So if you're a Connect Group leader, share this with your Connect Group members. Yeah. Because I think that would be helpful tool resource for them too. Totally. So that that's what's coming up, but that's not what we're talking about this week. <laughs> this week, um, we're talking about this idea of how to be a, a critical thinker of culture. And so um, why are we talking about this? What, what does that mean? Why, why are we talking about it? Well, I think one of the things Gans and I have seen, I say this a lot on the podcast, but this is something Abby and I have talked about quite a bit offline yeah. and for quite a long time. Like we kind of bring it up every once in a while and uh, hey, we got to do a podcast on that. And we're finally, we're finally getting around to recording the podcast on this topic. Uh, but wh- why we're talking about it is I think something Abby and I have seen first in our own life is that it's really easy to just accept what culture says and go along with it, especially when it's like, man, this isn't overtly sinful um, or doesn't seem to be o- overtly sin- sinful. I'm just going to kind of go along with what culture says and um, and just like go with the flow kind of, but so much uh, of what culture is saying is influenced by a non-biblical worldview. And, uh, and so we as Christians, as those that hold a biblical worldview need to look out at what culture says and have, have a little bit of a skeptical eye and, and say, I'm not just going to wholesale accept what you're telling me, what you're saying is okay. I'm going to, I'm going to look and work hard because it is hard work and and try to find what what's good in it, but also maybe what what doesn't hold true to my biblical worldview. Try to distinguish those two and I'll accept what what's good and true, but I'm going to work hard to reject what's not. And so that's abstract. That's 30,000 feet. Gans, give us like a couple examples of either from your own life um, or things you see in Salt Company that's like, hey, here here's where I see this playing out. 
Totally. Yeah. I think it's a lot of we are unaware of how much culture is actually influencing the way that we live our life and the decisions that we make without realizing it. So I don't, I don't think it's like we are trying to, or like we are just doing what culture says and forsaking what the Bible says. I don't think it's necessarily like that, but I think it's, we're unaware of how much actually the way that we live our life, the decisions we make are not influenced primarily by the word of God, but they're actually shaped more by what culture is doing. So then therefore I am, you're just kind of riding the wave. So I feel like the, I've seen this in my own life and actually started in my own life, um, but actually have seen it. Yeah. Play out in, in college students and in with a couple different categories. So honestly, the first one that I think about with this is um, when thinking about modesty. So when I say like, I saw this first in my own life, it was at the end of um, senior year, I basically had a conversation with somebody where um, she was just asking me about, yeah, what, what does modesty look like in my life? And I think in that conversation, I realized what is lacking in my life is, um, let's just, for, for the sake of example, like I was thinking about the clothes that I was wearing and in the decisions of wearing the clothes that I was. And I realized when I was actually like confronted about it and was forced to think about it, that, man, I am making decisions about what I wear based off of really just what I see everybody else wearing. And I wasn't actually thinking about, man, what is, what does God's word say about modesty, which includes what you wear and how you act and what you say, how you say all those things. So it's not just about clothes, but like, what does God's word say about modesty and how can I apply that to deciding what I wear on any given day? So I think something that's been helpful even in this is like, man, when I go to the store or when I go to my favorite store, Target or whatever it is for you where you buy your clothes, it's like the question I've been thinking about is, do I have a holy eye up against what is available? Mm. So because what's available might not always be the right decision. And so that's that's just one category of like modesty. But then I also think I think with like finances, like social media, technology, thinking about my career, what I'm going to do after I graduate. I think with all of these things, it's like, how are these categories of my life shaped by the word of God? So how are the decisions I'm making with these things actually in line with scripture? And even finances, it's like, okay, uh, Matthew 6, it says, uh, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So where am I putting my money? And what does that say about what I treasure? And so I think like those are just some examples of how I think about it of like, man, I want to be a critical thinker for the sake of the glory of God and not myself with my life. Totally. I, so I want to go back and I let's just take clothing, like what we wear as the example, because it's what's been unpacked, but we can, I'd like to unpack finances later too, but so let's take clothing. I think one of the things that you pointed out, Gans, was it your heart posture your senior year of college and before that wasn't, I'm going to like try intentionally to be immodest. Right. It was, it was just like an unwillingness to think critically. And that's why we're doing this episode, right? Because and an we, unawareness and, too. And an unawareness, totally. 
Because that I think that's the issue we're trying to address with this episode is not like malicious intent. Like I'm trying right. hard to be immodest or with the finances example, I'm like working hard at uh, putting my treasures in the world and like loving money. That's not what we're trying to address, which those are issues. Uh, but what we're trying to address here is like, man, I just put clothes on my body. I buy things at the store. And I'm just unwilling to think like, what is this saying uh, to, to the people around me? And, and what would the Bible say about me purchasing this piece? Right. Like we're just unwilling to think critically. It, mm -hmm. That's that's like more where you were, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I realized that I wasn't thinking critically or that I that that to think critically about. Because decisions of like, man, what do I wear? What do I eat today? It seems so small and like, but it's like, no, those those things actually are shaping you and how you're making those, those decisions is actually important and how you think about it is important. Cause I think Satan can be sneaky. Like we don't realize that I'm just riding the wave of culture and, and because it's often unintentional, like you said, but that can actually lead to temptation and it can lead to like, unholiness you know you know what i mean does totally. that make sense yeah so okay i'm gonna i'm gonna give really quick example of mm -hmm. finances and then you can give like practical really quick example maybe of modesty just because you know that we've talked about that um so finances here here's what i'm saying is there are a handful of uh people in salt company that are getting into investing and are thinking about like man i want to go into finance for a career and investing is a is a great way to steward money and i'm gonna be honest with you guys i invest like i actually think investing is a good way to steward your money it is retirement like saving for retirement is a good way to steward your money but i think we have to we have to think critically about like what we hear in our classes and what we hear that our peers are doing like i need to to put on the eyes uh, of like biblical eyes and say man, am I investing to the point where like my heart is getting wrapped up in this? Am I investing mm. to the point where I'm like, I'm not stewarding the money God has given me. I'm viewing this more as my money that I get to keep and do what I want with, as opposed to money that God has entrusted me to steward for his glory and for the, for the kingdom, like coming forth. Right. And so, man, the way I, I'm not perfect, but the way I think through investing is like, how can I set up uh, my, my family well, right? Like I want to love Rachel well. How can I uh, invest to be generous? Like I actually, that is that actually is important to me is mm. I don't invest solely for personal gain. I invest for the sake of generosity. So maybe I'm not investing as much every month because I want to be generous. Maybe I'm thinking through the, the things that I put long-term, like that I, I see as long-term assets are for the sake of being generous towards someone else long-term, being generous towards the church long-term. And so that that's like one way uh, that I see finances being being a way we need to be a little bit more critical of our eye towards culture. Is investing bad? No. Can it become bad because it's selfish? We're viewing it as our money, not as God's money that we've been entrusted with? Yes. Yeah, that's good. And I think I think with modesty, three three really practical things really quickly. One is the one that I already said. I think if you just ask yourself the question, how am I having a holy eye up against what's available? I think that will help you um, even make 
decisions about, man, what am I, what am I wearing? What am I, what am I choosing when I go to the store? Um, and then I also think asking yourself, what is my heart motivation underneath decisions that I make, even with what I wear or how I act in front of certain people? I think that just asking, man, what, what is motivating my heart? Is it, am I, am I wanting attention from somebody? Am, am I doing it because these people see me a certain way if I wear this or if I act this way? And so asking yourself, what is actually my heart motivation in this decision? And then also, and this one actually ties with like social media and technology is how is what I'm beholding shaping who I'm becoming? That's Because so good. what you behold, you will become that. And so, man, if you are treasuring and beholding like influencers on Instagram and I want to be like them, that's going to actually shape the person you that you become. And again, line that up with God's word. Are they treasuring the things of God? If somebody, I want to be like old, like older people that I see just like treasure God's word and treasure like mm. walking in the light. Those are the people that I want to become. And so what are you beholding and how is it shaping who you are becoming? I, so this has to do with pastors. So I apologize because a lot of you don't, don't like dream of becoming a, like a big pastor, <laughs> but, uh, an older dude once said to me, uh, it was a room full of guys like me that are in ministry. And he said, uh, you all want the, the influence and the life that John Piper has had, but you are unwilling to live the life that John Piper lived, which is like John Piper walked to work every day. John Piper like lived in a neighborhood that allowed him to, to do ministry where he was. And, and it's like, man, that's, I think that's like so true of like, man, I want to be an old godly person. And I'm guessing a lot of you listening to this actually have that desire. Like I want to be an older godly person, a leader in the church. But if we're unwilling to do the things that those older godly people do, well, spend our money the way the older godly people spend their money, uh, even like put on the clothes that the older godly people would wear. Like I'm not actually going to become that person because I'm not, I'm, I'm like beholding something different than I want to become. Right. And so I'm going to be actually become something different than I want because I'm going to become what I behold. Yep. Totally. That's good. Okay. So we're going to wrap up this episode here pretty quick. Uh, but just want to talk through a, a few ways to like think about culture. So, um, there are three reactions we can have to culture. We've, covered examples of this, but want to give you language because language is important. So we can either wholesale accept culture. Man, everything culture says is good. And for the most part, that that's not a great way to live your life. Uh, we can wholesale reject culture. Everything that culture has to offer, I'm going to reject and try to live differently from. Man, that that's also just like not that helpful, really hard to do. Uh, and you'll end up living a life that's just like unreasonable in my opinion. Um, so, so the third category, which is how Christians should think is redeem culture. What can I see from culture? That's like technology. That's a good gift of God's grace, man. My computer's pulled up. I'm recording yeah. this podcast through my computer. I write sermons on my computer. I study the Bible on my computer, but can my computer become something that like man live your life via the screen, which is maybe what culture is becoming. No, no, no. I, there's good things about technology, but I'm going to reject some of the things culture says about technology in order to redeem culture's view of technology with holy eyes, right? Um, and so that so that's 
kind of the language we want to use is we want to redeem culture. So in order to redeem culture, here's what I would encourage you guys to do. This is something I've started to do in my life, but want to implement, uh, continue to implement more, more seriously and more intentionally, which is rhythms of reminding yourself that we live in a broken world. So what I mean by that is having rhythms of evaluation in your life. Like, man, are there things in my life that I have just accepted as okay without giving them a critical eye? So maybe it's like, man, what I'm wearing, like, am I, am I just saying like, oh, it's okay to buy as many, as much clothes as I want, because that's like what culture says is okay. Oh, actually I'm going to evaluate that and say, man, I'm, I'm, that's like not a biblical worldview towards the clothes I put on my body. So I'm going to watch how I spend my finances and watch what I'm spending my money on because I want to have a critical eye towards culture. Totally. Or even like a, well, well, I see all my other Christian friends doing this or wearing this or spending their money this way or thinking about this way. It's like, man, let your standard of how you should live your life be God's word. Totally. <laughs> what is God's word? How is it matching up with his word? Not even other good Christians that you love and respect. Because we are, we are still sinful and broken, and so that yeah, that that's so good. So kind of summarizing that is rhythms of self evaluation. Every three months, I'm gonna go and inventory my life of saying, man, yeah, are there good. things that have gone unchecked in my life that I just need to reevaluate? I need to th- bring again, bring a critical eye to because it's hard to bring a critical eye. We have to train a critical eye, right? right? It's hard to like at first every time I go shopping have a critical eye, but it's like man, am I like slowly becoming a a person that doesn't have a critical eye or am I slowly becoming a person that has a critical eye? Well, that's going to happen if you give yourself checkpoints to evaluate yourself. Um, so last thing I, I go through my checkpoint and I realize, man, is this, do I need to like redeem this in a different way? Culture saying this, my life is trending in this direction. Culture is trending in this direction. Here's three questions um, I want you guys to ask first, what does the Bible say? Like not just explicitly, but implicitly we are children of God, right? So modesty, does the Bible say you can wear this? You can't wear that. No, but does the Bible say something towards how others view us and towards, um, the way we spend our money and and the way, uh, we can be beneficial to, to brothers and sisters in Christ. Yes, absolutely. And so one, what does the Bible say? Two, what do people I trust say? And this kind of goes back to godly decision-making, but I want to put people in my life that I know also have a critical eye towards culture that are willing to tell me the hard thing that have a, the outcome of their life is something I want to imitate, kind of that that authority side. Um, what do those people say? So I'm going to check what the Bible says. I'm going to check what those people say. And then I'm going to ask myself, what does this say about my witness? Like about how non-Christians perceive me and how I can share the gospel with non-Christians. And one quick note with that is I said my witness, not my relatability. I think a lot of people think, man, to to have a great witness, I need to be super relatable. I need to do all the things that non-Christians do. And it's I would actually say the opposite is often more true. If I look different from the world, um, not not to an extreme, but to like a helpful distinction, I look different from the world. My my Christian, my non-Christian friends are going to ask, hey, why do you live this way? Why do you wear that? Why don't you wear that? Why do you spend your money this way? Why don't you spend your money that way? Uh, why do you think differently than I do about... Like we both do the same thing. You just think differently about it. Why, Why? do you have limits on social media? Totally. <laughs> yeah. 
to why do you, why did you delete social media altogether? Right. I mean, all these questions we can ask ourselves. It's well, I, I believe in Jesus and he's like giving me a new life. And that yeah. sounds maybe to you, that sounds like corny, but yeah. you want, you want to be missional. You want to have a witness. That's a great answer. Why did you delete social media? Well, I found myself putting my identity in it and my identity is hidden with Christ and God because mm-hmm. of what he's done for me on the cross. Do you like, do you want to be in on that? Yeah. Talk about a witness, right? Yeah. Like that's amazing. Yeah. Or even like, why did you go on a summer trip when you had this offer to go to this internship where you'd make a ton of money and get great experience? Well, I believe that the kingdom of God is better than and the kingdom that I could build for myself. Totally. So, okay. This episode is getting long, but we're going to wrap it up. Guys, we, we love you guys. We want what's best for you. We want to say that at the end of the episode. So we're not trying to tell you how to live, how not to live. We're trying to invite you into the good life that God has for you by inviting you into the life of having a critical eye towards culture. We love you guys. And we'll see you next week on the Salt Twin Cities podcast.